tired. So tired. Overtired. You're listening to Overtired. Yes, you heard that right. Overtired is back. I'm Christina Warren, joined as always by Brett Terpstra. Brett, how Hi. are you? I'm 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 almost forty. By the time this comes out, this if I edit this on time, this <laughs> it will be my birthday right now. <laughs> Yay! Happy birthday! Forty years old. Shit. That's. Oh, by yeah. the way, this is 100% going to be an explicit episode. I, okay. I really, Good. Yeah. I don't have it in me to to hold my tongue. Yeah, I almost did. And I was trying to think that. And I was like, no, we'll probably just go explicit. So, um, yeah, if you're listening in the car with your kids, which weird choice of show, to be honest, uh, <laughs> honestly, like weird show, then then maybe maybe don't unless then you, know. you are not our demographic. Yeah, this is I was going to say, uh, actually, and if you would listen to this, this in the car with kids, you probably are demographic, uh, in which case your kids are like used to hearing curse words and are like, it's fine. Yeah. So I just looked it up. It's been four months. Uh-huh. Which as I as I posted on the overtired Twitter account, OVRTRD for anyone who wants to follow it. Um, if we assume now that this is an annual show, we're way ahead of schedule. <laughs> oh, we always say this, but I'm serious. Like I really do wanna make this more regular because it's one of my favorites. And we were we were actually uh, kind of shamed by a by a listener into this, and so I very much appreciate <laughs> that. Um Passive aggressively wanted... pushed into doing another episode. No, I'm really glad because I've well, missed it. Well, we both it. wanted talking... to, obviously. We both have. We've just we've been busy. I was really busy. Um, uh, right after right after we recorded the last podcast, I went to Brazil, and then after that, I had a ton of stuff with work, and then it's just been kind of a crazy summer for both of us. And you are you're 40. Oh my god, how does that feel? I honestly, so I have always rounded my age up by five years. Uh, so since I was, well, really since 36, I've considered myself 40. This is no big deal. This is totally NBD. And I actually am really excited about my 40s. I've never felt young. Yeah, I, um, I'm at this point now where I'm like having a really hard time aging. Like I really don't like it. I really am not comfortable at all with it. And so I used to be when I was younger, I would like do what you do and I would always try to be older and now I'm just like <laughs> almost actively lying about my age because people just assume I'm younger and I just like totally let them I've probably said this before but when I was 21 I decided 21 was a great age and I actually got fake IDs for a couple years after 21 to say that I was still 21 I love that so much. I didn't I, I didn't remember you saying that, but that's I had like actually, a, a Peter amazing. Pan syndrome. I was just going to be 21 forever. But then I was like, yeah. nope, now I'm 24, which is basically 25. It's it's too late to be 21. So then I just started rounding up. Gotcha. Yeah. No, you know what? I think if I could be like 25 or like 29, 20. Yeah. Like what are you like? 27? Yeah. 27 would be good. <laughs> <laughs> 27 will be good let's go with that that's what people assume so let's just go with that i still get carded although it's not because i look under 21 it's because there's like a law that says if you look under 40 they have to card you i get carded once in a great while most of the places that i buy things that require an idea they know me i live in a town of thirty thousand. all the liquor store owners they, they know me by name <laughs> that sounds horrible. Like I'm a, no, but, an but no, but 
you're not there's not like, that many people around right Plus, exactly the, my favorite liquor store where i get like the good whiskey i should i should preface for my own sanity i have cut back significantly on alcohol uh to like only on fridays which awesome. a lot of people say this i'm actually really comfortable with it uh just friday is like beer and pizza night and get a good six pack and then not drink but anyway the the guy who's currently the manager at my favorite liquor store is uh, a guy i knew way back in like middle school he dropped out of high school because he just got the administration really kind of worked him over uh didn't really give him a chance and it's a sad story but he he came out okay he's a manager now yeah that's awesome i mean he's doing <laughs> he's working like no i mean i think like there are a lot of people who that happens to them and they they aren't able to you know be a manager and and have a you know a a a good job and and whatnot like it and there are some people there are plenty of people who don't drop out and that stuff happens <laughs> whenever i want to feel better about myself and my life choices i am um, i do the facebook stalk thing where like you look up people who were mean to you in middle school and you like figure out like well what are they doing now and like more often than not not that much sometimes yeah. sometimes they're really impressive and you're like damn it right most of the people who were mean to me never had a future uh they were uh rednecks that really didn't plan to do anything other than work on the family farm for you know life all the people that yeah. i kind of i hated because i guess they were popular they're they're all successful but i also don't hate them anymore i went to my class reunion and got along for it turns out no one ever hated me as much as I thought they did. I thought everyone hated me. And that made high school like I was angry the whole time. Turns out none of them ever really thought I hated them as much as I did. So it was this inversely proportional level of angst. And ultimately, we all get along now. In fact... The girl that had a locker next to mine, she was super popular, like top tier popular. Yeah. And she would try to talk to me and I always assumed she was making fun of me. Any question she asked me, I thought that it was, I read it as sarcastic. And it turns out she was really hurt by that. Like yeah. she was trying, she was interested in me and my life and we shared a lot of musical interest, which as you probably know, is not common. Right. Uh, I listened to a, a different brand of music than most of the kids in high school. And, uh, and like now we're, we're friends ish. I mean, it's not like we had a strong history to fall back on. But we're friends enough to, like, talk about how kind of ridiculous I was back then. I was a I was a mean kid. I mean, I think that's what's interesting for a lot of us is that we have that, like, I think sometimes it is accurate, but we kind of have that. Like, if you're not one of the top tier popular people, you kind of assume that everyone hates you. It's just kind of part of being that age, you know? Or maybe and, you're not a top tier popular person because you assume everyone hates you. I mean, that that could be the case too. I don't know. My, it, 
it's weird because I certainly was not a top tier popular person in the slightest. Um, but, uh, but my older sister was, I mean, she was like the popular person. Like, I think I've said this on the show before, like she was like, you know, the equivalent of Marsha Brady, like literally like Marcia, Marcia, homecoming. Marcia. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I felt a little bit, even though she was six years older. So, you know, I didn't have to deal with it day in, day out, but like, I remember being in fourth grade and, and going to the high school to see a play and being mobbed by a bunch of teenagers because I was Kelly's little sister. Like people were treating <laughs> me like a celebrity. And then my teachers thought it would be funny to call me Kelly's little sister for the rest of the day. And I was like, oh, can you not? I'm like, can, can, can we not do that? Yeah. I mean, but but it was like literally like she was homecoming queen, captain of the cheerleading squad, student council president, prom queen, um, like you know, most popular, most beautiful, most talented voted, you know, at the, um, you know, school, you know, awards, like she was missed everything. And so like nothing, no high school experience I could have would ever live up to that model that I'd seen. But I was also, um, a smart person, even, you know, in elementary school. And I knew, I always knew I was like, that will not be me. You know what I mean? Like it was clear, like that's not going to be my life, but, um, not with an attitude like that. Well, I mean, it's just, just you know, some people have it. Some people don't. It's just one of those things, you know, like I'm, you know, also I tended to gravitate more to the like the the freaks and and the burnouts. Yeah, um, me too. Even though I was even though I was the the hyper overachiever, um, uh, the Lindsay Weir, we've talked about this before, but Lindsay Weir on Freaks and Geeks is so similar to me when I was that age that it's it's almost disturbing, especially since that show came out when I was in the 11th grade. Um, and, uh, so like it, it's, it, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, even though, you know, the show was like 20 years, you know, um, it took place 20 years before when it aired. It was one of those, like, you know, it was like watching it and I was like, yeah, this is me on a lot of levels. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know how many of the people like me didn't like me. I don't, I, there were, my second high school, I was definitely liked more. I have a feeling if I, but that school is never going to have a, a class reunion because it was a different type of high school. If I ever went to like the class reunion of like the first high school I went to, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that, I, would, I don't know. I, I would certainly feel confident in my accomplishments and what I've done, but uh, I don't feel like there'd be a ton of people there who'd be like, oh, I really did like you. It's like, no, you, you didn't. And some of that was probably on me and, and my own attitudes and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah no, I, in, I, I didn't fit in that in well. In general, I don't run into a lot of, oh, I really did like you because, I mean, I shunned everyone uh, except for my like close circle of punk rock friends. Um, I I went to my 20-year reunion. Uh, the The big takeaway was that either the people that I thought were out to get me didn't know who I was or the people that yeah. I despised never knew it and they had no problem with me. Uh, also, I didn't know half the people there. I like yeah. I, I was PSEO. I spent my junior and senior year like not at the high school. I, I moved there. I moved to uh, that town, this town uh, that I'm back in now. I moved when I was 12, so all of the people there had, they had been through grade school and everything together. They knew each other. I just never got to know anyone outside of a circle yeah. of like 10 people. And so it was, uh, when I when I went to get my name tag at the reunion, 
the girl behind the counter who was easily the most popular girl in school, I don't know how she thought working the name tag booth was a good idea. That's not a popular move, but, um, but she, she mistook me for like the homecoming king. She's like, Lance? Huh? I'm like, no, Brett. She's like, oh, here's your name tag. <laughs> Yeah, that's really uh, but that, that's a good feeling, though. That's a good feeling. Yeah, um, I uh, I switched high schools, so I went to this went to elementary middle school with the same kids, and then I switched districts to go to a specific high school because it was a better high school, and I thought that things would be better. And um, then uh, my depression and other things happened, and I wound up going to um, the alternative high school to graduate from, where I was the total anomaly because not only was I like the super high achieving student I was going to college I was you know I was like their perfect like kind of ideal I was there because of of medical circumstances which now I think would probably be more common but at the time was certainly not you know like this was like 1999 um and people didn't uh talk about depression the way that we do now um and it certainly wasn't you know trying to explain to the school system my medical condition and why I'd miss, I had to miss certain amounts of, you know, classes. And some teachers were very understanding. Most were not actually, which I think that's probably the the best thing that's happened with progress is that now the way that I was treated by the school system would not be allowed. Right. Um, you know, being, being failed for a class by, by a teacher because of a medical circumstance would not be allowed. Um, you know, it, it would be like a lawsuit sort of thing. And frankly, we'd even considered it at the time. It just ended up not being worth it. And because I retook the class and got an A, that was able to replace the the failing grade on my transcript. So it didn't, you know, <laughs> matter or whatever. But um, but like, you know, but that sort of thing and and uh, having to, to, to drop classes because I couldn't do a full day of school and stuff like that. And so I went to this different high school um, and the plan was that I was only going to go for a year. Uh, I was going to take more credits than I needed and I was going to graduate early and then start college early. And then I ended up falling in love with, in love with the school and the teachers and, and the way that they did classes and the curriculum and um, ended up, frankly, probably getting a better education than I would have um, at the you know um, high fluton um, school. I didn't take as many AP classes as I um, would have been able to at the other place, but that, but I'd already taken, I already had AP credit, so it wasn't that big of a, of a deal. Um, you know, and, and it, it introduced me to model UN and, um, a bunch of other things. And so it, it ended up being, you know, a very good experience, but, um, that was like, but because of that, it's like, I, I don't even know, like I said, like, it'd be weird. Like if I went to, I'd almost most feel comfortable going to the high school reunion of my, the, you know, kids I went to elementary and middle school with, but I never went to high school with them. So, but they would be the people who I guess if I wanted to see, how are you? Like those would be the kids. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. I, but um, anyway, let's, let's, uh, I, sorry, I will, on. I will tack on none of the people I was friends with in high school are friends of mine now. There's yeah, one of them that I would be friends with, but he he has a whole gig at Mayo Hospital and I never see him. The rest of them, I, I, I'm either avoiding or they've shunned me. Uh, I, my only friends from high school right now are people I didn't like in high school. 
But that's, that's okay. I have no school pride. Yeah, I, no, that's... I have no school spirit. No, so. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not friends with anybody that I was was younger with. I mean, but also I've moved a bunch of times and I live literally across the country. Um, you know, first moved to New York. Now I live in Seattle. Um, and my life is just so different. Even my, my, my college friends, you know, like I'll, I'll see, you know, updates from people in the sorority and things like that. And people that I was close to, and I'm just like, and there's nothing against them. They're all very nice, but I, I don't really have any comprehension of what their life is like, Yeah. you know, um, a lot of them live in the same places where they grew up and that's, um, I don't know that that's, that's interesting for me because that's just something I never, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think that that would happen. And even if it had, I feel like if I'd stayed, I would have lived in Atlanta. I wouldn't have lived in Gwinnett County. Um, I wouldn't have, you know, lived where I grew up. Um, so it's just sort of interesting. Um, you know, just, just differences that way. It's just like, I, you know, and they have kids and, and different types of lives and that's awesome. And like I said, like they all seem like they're, they're doing great and are great people. It's just, I don't know what to like, how do I have a conversation with somebody when I haven't lived in a place in such a long time? And, and my life has, is very different, you know, and my, my choices have been very different. Kids, um, and, and not to say they've been better, not to say they've been better or my choices are better because they're not, it's just, they're different. Even if yeah, you kids, were still friends with them, once someone has kids and it's not intentional, I don't shun people because they had children. It's scheduling just becomes such a bear that it does. You lose people as it soon does. as they have those offspring. No I, mean, <laughs> no, I think that's why so many of my friends are younger because, and then I always kind of worry. I'm like, oh man, you're about to get to that age where you're going to have the babies mm-hmm. and then this is going to go away. Um, but yeah. Can you imagine it's, it's how long of, it would take us to schedule recordings of Overtired if either of us had children? Oh my gosh. We wouldn't even try, <laughs> right? We wouldn't even try. Although I've seen I've seen some people say this and and I think there's probably some truth to it, but I also feel like this is a little bit of like wishful thinking where some people are like, "Oh, I'm more productive when I have children because I have to be." And I think there's probably some truth to that, but I also feel like that doesn't mean that you have more free time to do things like podcasts. No, um, it does not. So in 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 the spirit of birthdays, uh, let's uh, can we have a Brett's health corner update? I was just gonna say in a not so roundabout way, this all kind of leads to a health corner. So things I'm on two new meds. Uh, I started on Latuda. I can't remember if I had started that last time we talked. I don't think so. And it, I don't remember why I started Latuda. Something about depression. I was having depression. Mm-hmm. And Latuda is designed for bipolar depression, which fits the bill. Uh, turns out, if I try to fill the prescription, it would cost me $1,400 a month. So wow. for a few months now, I have been getting free samples. And they have told me we can continue doing this indefinitely. And it seems untenable to me to be on a medication that I absolutely could not afford if I weren't being given free samples every month. But I, I guess that that kind of works for me, and it, and it seems to have helped. It's it works helped for my now, yeah. Sleep patterns and my overall productivity. And then I also switched from Vyvanse to, and this is just last week actually. I switched to Concerta, which is in the same class as Ritalin. Yes. 
And yes. I I think I'm liking it. I think Vivance had kind of run its course for me. Um, I I'm forgetting what class Vivance was in. Um, Dex Methyl Fenerdates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it. Oh, it's um. Yeah. Because I I take Dexedrine, which is like the un, um. You know, like it's like the the, the it's it's like Vivance without the bullshit. It's like the real Vivance. <laughs> right. The one you can actually abuse if you were so inclined. Exactly. Precisely. The one that the kids pay good money for on the street, from right. what I hear. Right. <laughs> and uh, Concerta is the Vivance version of Ritalin. Yes. I Yeah, I know that because Grant, uh, my husband, has been on Concerta before. And he's actually back on like the regular full deck stream, but he's been on Concerta before. Yeah. There's a part of me, and I'm still at like the intro dose. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's fully effective yet, but it feels more effective than my Vyvanse dose had been. I There's still a part of me that wants to go back to Focalin. But I think I might have liked Focalin too much. Yeah. It's a, That's interesting. It's a, a drug with a high potential for addiction. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't. I've never taken Focalin. I've only been on Dexedrine, and that I'm I'm now on a higher dosage of, um, and that seems to be working well. But that's what I've been on, off on and off. With there's a period of time when I was off of it when I wasn't taking care of myself. But I've basically been on that nonstop um, for the last um, 18 years. And it's still so, working for you. And it's still working for me. That's interesting because most of these ADHD stimulants have a ramp effect that eventually negates their. effect. Uh, well, it had. Well, that has definitely happened. Okay, and and I have to take more for sure. Um, I would say though that I, maybe it was being off of it for the the two years. Maybe that helped. I don't know. Um, I also think that when I first started taking it, I didn't actually have ADHD or ADD. It was really to counter effect um, the the side effect of of the antidepressant I was on that made me tired. But now I have actually, as an adult, developed very much, you know, ADD, ADHD, whatever. And um, so it like works in a way that it didn't work before, if that makes any sense. I was reading just yesterday uh, the results of a study that provided a tenuous link between uh, Internet access and ADHD. Mm-hmm especially in teens that still had developing brains. Uh, Something about if you perform 14 or more activities on your phone within a certain period of time, it greatly increased your chances of uh, ADHD. And Mm. uh, again, I'm I'm calling this a tenuous link. It's a a single study with a lot of a lot of data to back up what they were saying. And there's also not a way to necessarily say, for instance, like you could you could make the argument that having access to these additional stimuli or whatever might do it. But you could also make the same you know argument that maybe that just opened up what was already there. Like, I don't think you can say it caused the Internet caused ADD. I think you can maybe just say people who are more prone to do these sorts of things online are also more prone to have this um, you know, diagnosis. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it, it's weird because like for me, I can genuinely say there was something happening with hormones. I don't know what it was, but I, I was not an ADD kid at all. I was like the anti-ADD kid. And it wasn't until I think I was on Prozac. It was Prozac or Paxil was the one that made me ADD. And then I went off of it and I wasn't anymore. And I was even though I was online all the time as, you know, um, a, a middle school, high schooler, I wasn't like I was a super hyper, you know, like um, – you know, overachiever, like go getter, get things done, study, learn things, whatnot. And when I was younger, I guess before the internet, but it wasn't like I didn't have stimuli like video games and TV and, and, and stuff. Cause I most certainly did. Um, I was even more like, you know, Tracy flick. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, everything, I was a perfectionist. Everything had to be a certain way. I was, I was OCD to the extreme and it was a weird thing in that like my, my OCD ness and my perfectionism almost like gave way to like ADD and now I'm very messy and whatnot. Although a lot of that is, um, a, a symptom in weird ways of the OCD and the perfectionism because I'm like if I, I, I go into this place where I'm like, if it can't be perfect, then I can't bother with it. Yeah. And I get like into like a, like a, a, a mental state where I'm like, if, if this, it doesn't, you know, you, you don't play I no wanna, games, you can't win. Right. Exactly. And it's one of those <laughs> things where I'm like, if I, if, you know, I, I want everything to be clean and be just so, and if I can get it that way, I can usually keep it that way for a long time, but it's getting it to that point that can be difficult. And then it's one of those things where I'm just like, if I can't have it the right way, then I, like I, I have a really hard time doing it at all. Um, which is weird because my perfectionism when I was younger, when I was a kid growing up, wasn't that extreme. Well, it was that extreme, but it was my, my need to please was higher, like usurped like my anxiety and my OCD and my perfectionism. So I would still get it done anyway, even if it wasn't perfect or in more cases than not, I would, you know, um, practically kill myself you know, to make sure that the the Jeopardy game that I built for a, a class project, I was in this current events class and we were supposed to like do some sort of, you know, report on, on news topics or whatever. And I wound up, you know, building a, a Jeopardy game um, based around a question from each. We had to collect news articles for 30 days and then, um, you know, create some sort of something around it. And I created a Jeopardy game where I used, you know, questions from each of the the things. And I remember I had like the, the, the cards and everything was, was, uh, you know, printed out on a computer the right way and was, had, you know, graphics and, and the right look and right everything. And I mean, it was really ridiculous, like how involved it was. Oh, now I remember there had to be a story about from, from every single state. That's what it was. <laughs> there had to be a news story from every single state and you couldn't use USA Today's, you know, in this, you know, section thing, like you had to actually <laughs> like, find and source something from every single state. And, and I, I remember like, yeah, I think about that. I haven't thought about this in, in years and years. And I was like, shit, like I really went like all out to a level where no one else did or even came close. And it was the sort of thing where like the teacher was, was shocked and like talked about it years later. Like I ran into her <laughs> years later and she was like, I still remember that project. And to me, it just seemed like, well, this is the only way to do it. You know, like that's the only way to do it. Um, in, retros in, in retrospect, I'm like, you could have half-assed this so much more. That <laughs> this was so above and beyond. And you know what? That's, pro that's probably what some of the kids would remember me as. Is they'd be like, oh yeah, Christina was the one who always like did above and beyond on the class projects and made us all look bad. That bitch. 
Um, which fair, but in my mind, it wasn't about like that. It was just like, this is the only way to do it is to make it perfect and to do this way, you know, and, and, uh, uh, anything that doesn't achieve the level of perfection is, is not worth doing. So I'm going to kill myself and make myself sick, staying up all night working on this if I have to. I think I just drank plant food, (laughs) not the drug. No, actual I'm, plant food like i i reached for a, uh some water and the only water in this office was the water next to my hydroponic setup and i can't remember if i put plant food in it or not well right, I mean, let me try again to, hold on i was gonna say you should be able to taste it no it tastes fine i think we're good so i it's on the stimuli topic like i grew up with uh, very regulated television, zero video games, um, very limited sugar. And I, looking back, I was definitely ADHD by the time I was like fifth grade. So some of the studies that talk about cause and heredity is even in question. I can't think of anyone in my like immediate family tree that I would say has any symptoms close to mine bipolar showed up on my mom's side but adhd i really i don't know where mine came from like none of the current kind of like attempts at explanation really pertain to me at all yeah yeah no mine uh my dad is add and i think my sister is too but theirs both presented like in childhood whereas mine like I said, I think it was probably a college thing. Um, maybe even post-college. I don't know. It was weird where it was just this thing where I didn't have it, but I was being diagnosed stuff claiming I had it, even though I didn't. Um, Are you and then, sure, though? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm positive because, <laughs> like, like I said, I can look back at my behaviors and, and my attention to detail. It was, it was one of those things that started when I was on the Paxil um, or, or the Prozac. I think it was the Paxil where – I would be distracted and I couldn't focus. And my mom was like freaked out. You know, she would be trying to help me like memorize my oh, biology. So homework. they added more drugs to counteract the drugs you were already on. Basically. Well, and I ended up therein going lies the, the common problem. More than likely. I mean, there were, I was on so many, I tried so many different antidepressants and other things over like a, a 24 month uh, period, um, uh, maybe 36 month period between the ages of 14 and 17. It was really, astounding the amount of amount of hell my body went through sure um and and you have to understand at that time i weighed maybe maximum maybe weighed 85 pounds maybe Uh, i was gonna say and i can't remember if this is sensitive but you had some disorders of your own aside no 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 no. i've never had any disorder people thought that i did People thought that I okay. did, but I, that's no, I never. That's what I'm remembering. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I, in fact, I was I was frequently accused of it. Um, <laughs> I remember, the, remember in in tenth grade in chemistry class, this, this student gave this report on on anorexia or bulimia or whatever, and my teacher afterwards was like, "Well, I hope you listen to Rebecca's report because it's very <laughs> important." And I was like, "Rebecca's the one with the eating disorder." And she was like, "No, no, 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 no." I'm like. <laughs> No, Rebecca's the one who makes herself throw up every day. We all hear it. Rebecca's the one with the eating disorder. Like, I'm fine. I guarantee you. I'm the one who lost my best friend in middle school because she developed an eating disorder and nobody would say anything. And because I'd been sent to the counselor for fears that I had an eating disorder and I didn't. And that counselor shared with me her own 
um, history. Um, I went back to her and I was like, yeah, so my friend, no one's doing anything about this. She's going to kill herself. And then, uh, you know, ended the friendship with my friend because, you know, I narked on her, but I ran into her years later and she was like, thank you for saying something because she wound up being hospitalized. So she uh, didn't kill herself. That's a, that's a happier ending than I was It expecting. is a happier ending. No, I mean, it, 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 the, the nice thing was that, she, but it got close and it turned out sure. that I was like the only person who had said anything. Maybe people had taken it more seriously years earlier. She wouldn't have, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. but, but for no, but for years people always thought that I did, but no, I never, I never did. But, but that in that era, you know, 20 years ago, there wasn't, um, as much methodology and science and, and, and medicine, um, that we have now on treating children with depression, which is basically what my body size was. Right. So that would be the same thing. And so, you know, the dosing was just people kind of pulling stuff out of their asses, which made for interesting slash horrific results. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this anyway, that was, that was a fun that health was, corner. Yeah. I was going to say, sorry for, sorry for dominating, but, but you're oh, uh, okay. I, so, 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 I, I give zero flying fire trucks. Okay. No, but you're back. So, so, so you're um, on the, um, the concerta and you're um, on this new thing and the new thing um, Latuda, which is a weird Latuda. something. I can't put my finger on why that name sounds so funny to me. But Latuda is it's a weirdly named drug. And I feel like there are a bunch of drugs out right now that have similarly humorous, but you can't quite figure out why it's so funny. Like it's it's the like if you were making fun of someone's name, if their name was like. Gertrude and you were like Gertrude Gertrude boo boo Latuda it just like it comes of course if your name is Gertrude you're gonna get made fun of that's the kind of name that's coming back into vogue right now though isn't it it is it is they all like those old old style names Esther Esther and Gertrude yeah Esther Grace fucking millennials oh I know we're the worst (laughs) we are the worst um I actually registered the Tumblr millennials are old now dot Tumblr dot com because I'm so tired of everybody still like treating like kids like in their teens like they're millennials. That does and, like, seem to be the big news story right now is and it's that like, millennials aren't teenagers anymore. Exactly. And so, yeah, it, it and, and so I, I haven't done anything with it, but I'm going to my, my ideal is to like make it just like a. Uh, a place to uh, point out all the flaws when any time anybody writes about millennials as if they're like 17. It's like, no. We're like I've now. actually I've actually appreciated the positive articles that have been written lately about millennials and how they are the activism and the uh, strives for change like the, your generation is screwed like from a social security standpoint from a, a general uh, assistance standpoint you got nothing you're having fewer babies, you are owning fewer, less property. Uh, There's not, there's no fallback for millennials or the next generation, which is unfortunately named Z. Generation Z, that sounds very final. It does. Also accurate, but. (laughs) Yeah, I I was going to say the, 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 the state of the world is such that it might actually be the final generation. Um, Good thing we got the greatest generation out of the way early. 
I, well, I mean, honestly, millennials have the opportunity to become the greatest generation and acknowledging that the greatest generation was such due to war. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, uh, crippling, uh, um, a depression and financial mm-hmm. collapse. The problem <laughs> is, is that they had started on their way to prosperity earlier in their ascent than, than we have. Like I said, we're old now, like, you know, so I don't think that there's really that opportunity for things to turn around the same way. There really, now it's po- there isn't, and that's that's why the millennials are screwed because the opportunity yes. isn't there anymore. No, that's the whole thing. There's this. There's, there's this no great middle class to shoot for. No, well, that's the thing. I mean, there there have been a couple of really good articles recently. One I think was in um, uh, Huffington Post. They did this kind of big study on millennials and like what it's like and, and why we're so screwed and, and how we've been so screwed, which was really interesting. And then there's this interesting thing in Politico magazine about, um, you know, the, the rising cost of living and the death of the, the dream of homeownership. And, and that's one that's very near and dear to my heart, because as I always say, and people feel, I, I think people think I'm joking. I'm like, no, I'm not like I've given up, you know, the dream of homeownership. And it, it's just, if I, um, any city that I would want to live in, I would not be able to afford property and it, it, it just, it is what it is, you know? Um, and, and so it's, uh, and that's increasingly like becoming a, um, like I think a a realization that the people that that is a diametric difference, even from, from Gen X where I, I still, and I know Gen Xers who have their own house. You know who hey, were I'm able to get in before that? Yeah, you are. You're you're like right at the bubble. But I, yeah. had a, I had a I had a house until the divorce. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. But you you've owned property, you know, and 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 you because you were you were able to kind of enter the workforce before the financial you know crisis. Yeah, you know, hit and and that honestly is like a huge delineator that you know because because salaries and things like that still haven't recovered from that. Yeah, and I don't know and. And, and, you know, even people like me who work, you know, cushy tech salaries, like have cushy tech salaries and whatnot, because so many people are moving to the, the cities that, that I live in, or that I would want to live in, you know, prices just go up and up and up and up and up. Um, and then there's, you know, the external forces, which impact, um, housing too. you know, uh, primarily foreign buyers who are looking at ways to, you know, get rid of some of their money and whatnot. So they'll just pay cash for everything. And then that pushes prices up further and, and it just, you know, makes things that much more difficult. Um, I'm very fortunate that I don't have student loans, but like, that's a whole other thing that because, you know, millennials also kind of coincided with the time of, um, rising education costs, like to the exorbitant amount that they are now, the loan, the loans people have, are insane. And so it is different from even a generation earlier, you know, even people who graduated five, you know, uh, 10 years earlier have a vastly different, um, you know, amount of money that they owe in, in, you know, for education because it's just so different. And then, then it also, it's what has changed is that it used to be, well, you could always go back to school. Um, but now that in and of itself is, really daunting for people who are, you know, in their thirties or approaching 30, you know, to look at, okay, well, how much would it cost for me to go and get a graduate degree? And you're like, oh, but it would be, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And if your employer is not going to cover it, how long would it take for you to pay this off? And would this actually be 
um, beneficial in the long run. Like, is this going to amortize itself or is this just going to be another loan that I have? Yeah. Anyway. Can you hear this we, bird? I can. I was, I was going to say I, that that sounds cool. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. I'm going to go bang on the window. And it sounds like, you know, those little like they're like miniature birds and you put water in them and then you like blow through the straw and they warble. Yes. Are you are you old enough to remember when we had toys that you had to put water in? Um, I, I'm. It, it is. It's pretty, but I, I'm, I'm going to take care of this. So okay. t- tell a story. Talk about. Um, oh, man. Figure something out. I'll be right back. OK. So uh, while Brett deals with the bird, I'm trying to think if there's any interesting stories I can tell. Oh, I had a really fun time God in Brazil. Okay. <laughs> and what was uh, what was most fun in Brazil was the fact that I don't speak any Portuguese. And most people in Brazil don't speak English. So while most places took, most cabs took credit cards, um, one cab that I took one in my third city that I was visiting in Brazil did not, or it, it took credit cards, but my credit card wasn't accepted. And so I had to use the Google Translate app, which was actually pretty good to speak into it and then have it translate uh, what I said into text uh, into Portuguese so that I could I could get the guy to take me to a mall that was nearby to then find an ATM. And then what was difficult there was that most of the ATMs only worked with Brazilian credit cards and didn't accept like the Visa or American Express or Mass, you know, or, or, or whatever. And I didn't have a MasterCard, unfortunately. And so I had to I go into this sprawling mall and I had to go up six different flights of stairs to find an ATM to uh, let me uh, withdraw cash. And then from there, I was able to go and and pay the poor cab driver. Uh, What was uh, interesting, though, was um, even with that and even with the exorbitant um, ATM fee, the um, conversion rate between U.S. dollars and uh, Reos in Brazil was is so substantial that the whole thing still ended up only costing me like $30, including the cab ride and getting some other, like, you know, having this, this huge surcharge and other stuff. It was remarkably inexpensive. I would say that was probably the most enlightening part of being in Brazil was how cheap everything was. I was, I was like, I'd like to go back when I'm not working and be able to kind of enjoy the, the city because, or the cities, I, I guess I should say, because uh, it was very, very inexpensive um, when you do the conversions and that was, that was really cool. You took but, that uh, whole tell a story thing really I did. seriously. I did. I mean, you can just edit that whole thing out, obviously. No, I, I feel like whatever just happened is super pertinent. No, it's not. It was just me rambling. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am inclined to keep the whole thing in. Do you, do you want to talk about, uh, technology? Yes. Yes. Let's talk about technology. So, I have a Drobo. Nice. I I had a Drobo. Uh huh. Um, up until she get a yesterday. Synology. I I'm aware of this, and more so right now than ever. Um, this is my second Drobo. The first the first Drobo fried, and they were unable to recover any data from it. I lost. Oh my gosh. About four terabytes of photos, backups, archives, all gone. But I went ahead. And I bought a new Drobo. And this was about, let's see, what year is it? 2018? Would have been about Mm -hmm. four years ago. 
The one that I have, the 5D, has been humming along just fine. I've replaced a few drives in it over the years. Uh, we have about 20 terabytes of data stored on it. Yesterday, it just died. It will no longer mm. power up at all. Oh, so God. I contact Drobo support. And I, I, Drobo has been a sponsor of some of my stuff in the past. So I'm typically not as blatant about this. But they they respond to my support request with, well, guess you're buying a new Drobo. Not in those words, but they pointed me to a bunch of FAQs that essentially told me I was expected to spend, you know, $700 on a new 5-bay Drobo just to be able to read the five drives that I had in my dead Drobo. No offer for repair or replacement, even if I purchased the Drobo Help because I'm out of warranty now. So I complained about it on Twitter and at Drobo is currently asking me to DM them. So we'll see what resolution I get. But at this point, I'm a little... Uh, no, okay. So at this point, I've definitely lost faith in Drobo. Yeah, I will I be, would say so. If I'm, I'm going to current plan... Purchase a 5-bay Drobo on Amazon. Purchase a Synology on Amazon. Yep. Transfer my data, which will involve buying all new drives. Because as far as I can tell, all Synologies run off of like 2.5-inch drives. Oh, no, you can use 3.5-inch. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Then that will, that'll be nice. But I'll still need to buy five new hard drives because I'll need right. the original drives to, to transfer from. And then send the Drobo back and just be done with this. I I have zero faith left. You can only yeah. lose so many tens of terabytes of data of mine before I say, no, thank you. Uh, no, I don't blame you. So I got years ago, um, I got um, the 8-bay, the, the um, I think it was the 1813 plus. Um, and uh, I... I I'm now at the point where I probably need to um, get a, a an updated one because it's been enough years and, and the 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 stuff isn't improved. But that has been an amazing NAS. Um, and uh, we did have some issues with some data stuff, but it wasn't Synology's fault. It was drives going bad, um, which you know can happen. Um, and and whatever our, our RAID setup was, but no Synology stuff is great. They update their software all the time. You can do a lot of things on it, but they're the, the DSM well, software it, is really good. It has good. like a Raspberry built into it, right? Like you can I think the run, new ones do. You can run media servers. Oh yeah, right on the Synology. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean you can it, the especially the new ones that are powerful enough to do it. Like they have good enough like processors and stuff, and can can support enough RAM. Um, a they can take SSDs like like M2s if you wanted to do that, which is awesome. Um, which the one that I had, uh, you know, couldn't do. Um, it just had you know eight uh, three and a half inch um, you know drives. Um, but um, they have a. Uh, you know, it, it's a full server system, basically, you know, you can, you can run, you know, VPN, you can run like a media server plex, um, you can do, you know, photo stuff. Um, there's all kinds of things. I mean, it's basically a Linux box. It's basically, so, you know, their own kind of version of, you know, their own, like, you know, Linux system. Um, it's, it's pretty good. We'd like to thank Synology for sponsoring this episode of Overtired. <laughs> Synology, it's not Drobo.
Yeah, no, uh, honestly, I and, and uh, they are they are not paying us. Although if they wanted to, I would certainly take the money <laughs> and the free stuff. I'm not going to lie, and I say that because I've spent like real money on their stuff, and I'm looking at doing it again. And you're not the first person I've heard complain about the Drobo thing. In fact, that's been kind of a common thing, and I'm sort yeah. of surprised they're still around. Every person I've ever said, "Oh yeah, I use a Drobo," they have immediately the response has always 100% of the time been, "Oh, you should get a Synology." Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's really good. I think I first found out about it from um, um, uh, 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 Gabe at MacDrifter. Yeah. Oh, and, he loves his Synology. Yeah. Tons of posts and, over at MacDrifter. Yeah. Yes. And 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 then I was the one who ended up getting um, Marco and uh, Casey and John Syracuse into the club, and they were, they're really into it too. So yeah, no, Synology is awesome. And I, I can't recommend them enough. I've, I've, I've never used a Drobo, but I've used other NAS things. And all I can say is for the last five or six years or however long I've had the, um, my current system, it's been rock solid. And, uh, I, I just, I need really something like I can trust because the, their support page says, if you don't have a backup, I'm like, it's 20 terabytes. This is my fucking backup. Like, yeah, no, that's the this problem. is that's a the raid, thing. a raid array that I yes. am, you know, was told I can hot swap drives. It'll it'll be protected. Yep. No, that's the whole thing, right? Is is that it, um, because uh, you know, crash plan is gone, and and everybody's prices have gone up. Like the, the days, uh, even even uh, Amazon is like cut out its free like. I backup. will say Backblaze B two. I'm a big fan of right now. Oh, without a doubt. I'm just saying to back up 20 terabytes on B2. Sure. Is, and on any cloud is, service. That's what I'm saying. Right. There was an era where you could do that basically almost free. And um, with the, the crash plan, getting you know rid of that that plan. And, uh, uh, and you're referring to like crash plan being able to use your own offsite drives, right? Yes. Yeah. Meaning that, yeah, you, so you could connect crash plan to your NAS. Right. And it would back up your NAS to crash plan for like, you know, $10 a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't have that as an option anymore. They want to charge you ridiculous sums of money. And Amazon even used to have a thing if you used their cloud storage thing where they didn't really have a limit. And so there were plenty of people in uh, our data hoarders who would do like terabytes on terabytes in Amazon. And now Amazon's like, no, you can't do that. And so B2 is great. But when you have that much data, like that's always the big fear. It's like, how do you back up your backup? And it's like, right. okay, you can back up certain well, really it, like, things. Well, my backups are like, I back up to B2. I back up to a drive attached to my co co-located mini. Back and right. I have my local, uh, my local, in this case, it was a Drobo. But the right. Drobo also serves as an archive for me. There's well, stuff that I'm not using daily. And I do right. have, I'm not going to, like years ago when I lost my first Drobo, I did actually lose like two to three years worth of digital photos, which hurt. Uh, my only records from that time are, now are things that I had uploaded to Flickr. I completely lost, I think, years 2006 to th 2008. That said, yeah. like... I'm smart enough to have multiple backups, but for a lot of archival stuff, I should start, I should just get a DVD writer and go back to, to archiving no, on 
optical media. No, you're not wrong. I mean, honestly, that it's it's hard because at this point, like, it's just you know we always say make backups of everything. We we've you've written thousands and thousands and thousands of words on that. We've spent <laughs> a, a, so much time just on this show talking about it, and then together we're both kind of backup. Like we're, we we are people who back stuff up the right way, but if you have an as or whatever, like if you've got that much stuff, if you're, if you're a data hoarder, like we are, um, then we are, you're, it's very difficult to actually find a way to back all that stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. So I back up your most important things, like your photos and maybe your documents, but like some of the stuff that, you know, just isn't cost effective to do. Yeah. Some... That's why we get that's why we get appliances and then appliances break. <laughs> what appliances like mixers? No, 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 like like a drobo or a Synology. Uh, is that considered an appliance? I guess I it mean is. I I mean I would consider it an appliance. I mean, yeah, you have to configure it and all that stuff, but I mean the idea is that you kind of once you set it up it's done. Yeah, well, appliances these days are all like IoT and you have to configure them too. This is true. This is I why I would never buy. Update the firmware on my refrigerator today. <laughs> are, are you serious? No. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> that's gonna happen. No, like Samsung came out with this fridge a couple of years ago, and I like wrote this thing for Mashable. I was like, I love this fridge, but I would never buy it. And that was my whole point. I was like, I love the idea of having a big touchscreen and, and, sure. and going on the internet and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, but Samsung's just gonna be like, yeah, we don't want to update this anymore. And then all that stuff's not gonna work. And so you're gonna be well, stuck and with then like it's this. gonna become, you know, part of a bot network for the next yes. DNS hack. I, I, I was going to say it's gonna become a part of, of some sort of botnet thing or it's gonna be hacked and whatnot, and then somebody's gonna do other things just because your stupid, you know, the stupid touchscreen on your fridge that you know, five years later stopped working and that you probably it never is, used to begin with. It is truly the last major DNS hack. The last time half the internet went down was almost entirely perpetrated via the internet of things. By Yeah. What, was, know, what, was, it, what was it called? It was, it was, it was, it started with an name. It was like Mari. I forget. I, yeah. I honestly don't remember, but I know that it was basically a firmware vulnerability that allowed them to, to use a bunch of refrigerators that take down the internet. No, totally. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that was it. It was it was like refrigerators and, and old like Internet of Things stuff and like TVs and like stuff that nobody ever updated. And it's like, yeah. Right. And no, it's going to be a long time before. Well, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where people will regularly pay attention to firmware updates on no. their kitchen appliances. No, and and let's be honest, they shouldn't have to. Right, I agree. That's the like, thing. Like is bottom it has line, to be like made, they shouldn't have to. Has to be made automatic. It has to be something no one has to think about. You shouldn't it, adding adding a new microwave shouldn't make your life more complicated. No, it shouldn't. And also we should ask and and I say this as someone who very much takes the Sir Edmund Hillary approach of because it's there to anything, but we should be asking ourselves like why do we actually need these things to be connected? Is it really going to improve the functionality of your microwave? Right. And if the answer is no, just because you can isn't good enough. Agreed. Like if you're able to say, "Okay, having this as an integrated thing if I could say, "Hey Alexa, turn on my microwave for X or turn on the oven, you know, preheat the oven to whatever. I won't lie. That could be cool. But, but is it really going to be worth the potential risks? Like, is there, you know what I mean? If the answer is no, then 
maybe don't do it. I don't know. Did you know I've gotten super into, we're going to call her uh, Echo because the one next yes. to me is actually named with the A word. Um, I, like it, I've expanded. I have uh, four dots in the house right now, plus the fire I TV. I love it. I yeah no I I've really read I've read some of your home I've I've read some of your your home uh, automation posts on your blog yeah uh, yeah like, in fact I've been able to connect all of my older home automation stuff through both her and Siri now so I can literally talk to any of my devices and use the same names for stuff around my house to turn lights on and off that's nice that's handy but. Yeah, uh, the Spotify integration with Echo. So good. It is really good. And no, multiple accounts That's... in the household. Exactly. Because if exactly. I'm listening to Spotify in my car and my girlfriend plays something in the kitchen using my account, it stops the music in my car. And then when I start mm -hmm. again, it stops the music in the kitchen music in and the kitchen. plays for me the Amanda Palmer song she was listening to. And it gets weird fast, but being able to just say, hey, what account is this? Switch accounts to mine. It's, yeah, I, it's, no, it's so good. kind of the way it's it so has good. to be. It's an extra I, no, step, I agree. but it's good. It's an extra step with the fact that you can do it. And that to me is why I bought a HomePod and then forgot to return it and <laughs> couldn't be more disappointed in myself. I bought it so I could review it because I I'd, I'd trashed it. And then I bought it because I wanted to make sure that I was trashing it fairly. And I was. Uh, I mean, look, it sounds great, but when I compare it to the Sonos uh, One, which yeah. has um, uh, uh, Amazon built in, mm -hmm. like there's no comparison, yep. um, especially now that the Sonos One has AirPlay too. Uh, it's just like, okay, so what's the point? You know, like I, I like Apple Music just fine, but I'm fine using the Sonos app or using Siri on my phone to control, you know, the music to send to the Sonos. You know what I mean? Like the I don't need Sonos to... play one with airplay two is on my birthday wish list. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, if you haven't already bought me a gift, this is the time. I, people did actually send me presents. I made a joke and a couple people actually tracked down my Amazon wish list and sent me presents. You should tweet it. Tweet You're... my Amazon wish list. Yes. Say I'm turning 40. If you want to support, you know, TT Scoff and all of my endeavors. Believe me, I feel bad even joking about it, especially I'm when not people joking. actually follow through. I feel a little I'm bit. I'm not joking. You do. You, you write so many cool things. And I still use <laughs> stuff that you've done like years and years ago that I'm still doing. It's it's interesting. So I've gotten really into to VS Code lately. Yeah. And uh, I've awesome. been trying to kind of. Yeah, it, it is awesome. And I've been trying to kind of convert in some ways some of the things that you wrote for TextMate forever ago. Yeah. Into like custom code extensions. Um, if I ever get them working where I feel like reliably enough, I might even, you know, put them on GitHub and, uh, and push them to the, to the, uh, marketplace. But yeah, dude, I can't believe how big the VS code marketplace is. I know every, every package I've ever wished for, or just randomly searched for, I found. No, it's crazy. And then what's, what's, it's sort of interesting because now Microsoft technically owns both code and Atom, which is I didn't know they owned Adam. Well, because we bought GitHub. Oh, right. That went through. <laughs> well, I mean, it still has to close, but yeah. I, I don't see it as not happening. Uh, <laughs> right. We it, bought GitHub. Yeah. It, as it one was, does. As one does. <laughs> um, I mean, I have to say, like, I think that uh, uh, 
I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I think I understand people's consternation and like fear. I get that. But knowing that Nat Friedman uh-huh. is going to be the CEO is actually a really good thing. I, I think that even if um, Microsoft wasn't like the buyer, Nat being made CEO would have been an amazing move for GitHub. So I'm uh, actually okay with it. I've seen Microsoft's uh, usage of GitHub. I know their allegiance and dedication to the platform. I feel like they would be very good stewards of the platform. Yeah, Um, I was going to, I mean, I can only speak for like me and what I do and like my team, but I mean, our entire docs platform is now based on GitHub and, and which is really cool. And that's not just a way for us to be like, oh, if you see something wrong, you know, file a PR. Although if you do, like you can do that, but it's not like trying to like get like free labor. It's like, it makes it easier for all of us to collaborate. Well, and, and Microsoft has an impressive amount of open source projects published on GitHub. Yeah, and no, their definitely. enterprise accounts, like from what I hear internally, just about every every department, every division of Microsoft is using GitHub, uh, like enterprise private accounts. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not actually worried about that acquisition. I think it might be good for everybody. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited about it. But anyway, it does though, it does make things kind of interesting, like I said, because like, and, and Nat was even asked like specifically, well, what happens to Adam? They're like, oh, it'll continue, you know, whatever. But you do have to wonder like, okay, five years out, you know. <laughs> yeah, VS you Code know? is better than Adam. It is. I mean, if you're going to you. use. I agree. The kind of, I'm going to say Electron, even yes. like as a general, if you're going to use an Electron based editor. I agree. Code is I, the better option. So I'm okay with Adam kind of maybe disappearing or merging into code. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be kind of like the perfect thing if that were possible, you know, to at least bring some of the packages over or themes or whatever. Yeah. But in so many ways, they're so similar. You know what I mean? And they've kind of been chasing one another. Well, for a while, I think code was maybe chasing Adam a little bit, but I, I feel like for the last year plus, well, code I mean, has been when, far when, better. when code started, obviously, Okay, so I don't know how old code is, but it's clear that they did work to uh, provide compatibility for Sublime users and Atom users and uh, other IDE users. Um, And so I think they they had some, I won't say catching up, but a need to, we need to provide at least the experience that these other users are having in order to bring them over. And so they did that, but then the last three updates I've seen to the uh, Edge version. What am I mm-hmm. on? It, what What's the Edge version called? Uh, yeah, it, it, Insider. Insider. The Insider, the last three updates have been like developments. That I'm like, wow, this is not stuff that I even expected from my IDE or from any code editor. It, they've been cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Now, I was going to say, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, so it was announced three years ago, but then it was released in public preview a year after that. So it's really about two years old. So, yeah, which they is, did have some catching up to do. But Oh, they, they definitely did. They but, did. but no, I, as you said, I mean, it's even interesting, even the last couple of versions, you know, we've got like the the GUI settings editor, which is still in development. But that was a thing that, that some people like were like, oh, I would really prefer to have um, – you know, other stuff. And, uh, you know, I really prefer not to have to do a config file. I'd like to see, you know, a GUI. Um, and 
you know, some of the, the, the split editor stuff and some of the autocomplete Dude, stuff and some when, of the inter- integration with GitHub itself is great too. I, I like the config file thing. I do, too. I do love how code, when you are looking at like the default config, there's a button on every config option that will copy the config option into your personal setup file so that you can change the setting locally. That's it's brilliant. That way they can have a, a non-editable, indestructible configuration default, and you can easily modify settings on a per per install basis. I love it. Yeah, no, me too. Um, and, and I do like that even with the GUI, all it's doing is just editing the config file. So um, I, I got to take off pretty quick here. Yeah, no, that's cool. I did We've been wanna... talking about almost nothing, but yeah, let, let, let's talk what you want to talk about. I did want to mention uh, MacStock is coming up this weekend. I'm aware you're not making it this year again. I'm not. I'm sorry. Gonna I'm going to be at Taylor you. Swift. Oh, fuck off. Um, I'm going to be in New York City at Taylor well, Jersey, but I'll be in New York City at Taylor Swift. Sorry. Do you know what topic Taylor... I picked to talk about at MacStock? What's that? I picked tagging. Nice. So all of the other presentations are on, and and these this is a real list: Markdown, Mind Mapping, um, Text Expander. These are these are topics that, if if I wasn't the one who made them cool, I at least have become an expert in these realms. Yet somehow I pitch tagging, which is literally the most masochistic topic you could imagine to get other people excited about. Um, I, d- I don't know why I did this. It's going to be an excellent presentation. It's going to be freaking amazing. I'm going to be so funny. I've, I've written more jokes for my presentation than I have actual presentation, but there's still some really good content there. I've just never figured out why that was what I thought I should pitch for the productivity theme. It was all your favorite things. It is also one of the most frustrating things. I've started well, yeah. writing books on this stuff. I know you have. I mean, you, you, but you've, I think it's perfect for you because you've dedicated your life to it. If we're being honest, tagging and markdown. Yeah. Tagging and, and markdown. Why, why, why am I not talking about mark there? Some, someone cool is talking about markdown. I can't remember exactly who, um, but, but like, no, but tagging is like, I mean, like you, there's no one that I've seen more dedicated like who's done written more and and cared more than you <laughs> to the know. point when you were like when you were like hacking it's mac sad. os when, when when mac os added official tagging support but then it wasn't good enough you're like writing your own kind well, of thing because i've been tagging since tagging was like putting hashtags into spotlight comments no i know i know i mean i'm, I'm saying like and and then you you find a way to make it work with all the myriad of other tagging systems so that your tagging system works with omnifocus's tagging system so right. it also works with Things, you know what I mean? Like, like right, you go but then try to, try to explain that in a 20 minute presentation. I mean, you're right. <laughs> but I almost feel like you can say, for some background on my history, go to this tag on my blog. Right there. Yeah. Just and, hit, hit and, this and, topic and, keyword. Hit, hit this topic keyword and, and you will see years worth of content. But <laughs> for the TLDR, like, we're just going to focus on this one aspect today. If you want to have a more in depth conversation, well, Listen I do. I am also doing an hour long deep dive after that, but I still oh. don't feel like I'll cover all this. Oh, no, absolutely not. Honestly, you could have a, a conference. In fact, I'm going to propose this now. There needs to be something called Brett Comp, Brett Con, <laughs> or Brett Comp, 
where uh, I like Con. It'll be like Def Con, but Brett Con. Yes. Brettcon, I like Brettcon as well. Uh, and uh, there needs to be Brettcon where it's actually this is a really good idea. Uh, all three listeners we have left, let us know what you think of this because I'm actually dead serious. If we had a, a kind of a, an unconference, conference style thing, like a maybe a one day thing, multi tracks, we had speakers speak on, give deep dives on all the things that are Brett centric, that would be a really great conference. It, it, I, I would go to it. Yeah, I would. I feel too. like I, I would there, find a lot of interest there. I feel like there would be a lot of people who would go to that if it was all on like like a productivity and and productivity that you know probably is we could do it you less outside productive. outside of Dub Dub and we'll call it Alt Alt Conf. Alt Alt yeah. Brett Conf. Alt Alt Brett Conf. I a- like that. A A B C. Ooh, I like that. AABC. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's good. And and it's all focused on all like the 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 stuff the that that uh keeps you up at night, that keeps me up at night, that keeps me looking at like archives on your blog and seeing old abandoned projects and being like, does this still work? No, it doesn't. By the way, you need to update your quick look um plugin to work with the newest version of uh, know. uh text bundle. I know. I know. Cause I, need I was to even looking at general. trying to yeah, but I was looking. I was like, "Oh, is there a way? Is it, how much of the syntax has changed? Is there any way I could do it?" And I was like, "No, this is way over my head, and I don't understand. I don't know enough like Objective C to like even start." So I I gave up on that. But uh, are you familiar yeah. with the song ACAB by the Foreskins? I'm not. Are you familiar with the Foreskins? I am. I think because of you. Probably. Um, they had a song called ACAB, which I thought of when we said AABC, and I'm probably going to leave it at that. But it has the same letters, except if it were AABC, it would be all our bastard cops. All our <sighs> bastards cops. All our bastards cops. I like that. You can put that back in order any way, any way you like. But, I mean, it's kind of true. So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It is. All right. Well, I like I like that. And, and uh, um, alt alt breath comp. I like that. So we have to do this again really soon because we didn't. Yes. We have way more to talk about. We didn't even no, we get do. to it's... fucking Taylor. No, we didn't. <laughs> okay. So so he, 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 here's my plan because I'm going to see her for the second time um, this summer, this weekend. Okay. So we need to try to find a time maybe next week, uh, maybe the week after where we do this again. Let's and plan that next way, week. Uh, we Let's can talk do about it. Taylor. Let's plan for next week. Okay. Sounds good to me. Oh my God! Can you imagine if we put out Overtire two weeks in a row? That would be amazing. Let's actually let's put it on the calendar and let me let me look at my schedule and make sure that um see, see what days I have free. But um because uh, I might be able to do it in the morning like we did this time again. But yeah. Also, if anyone's not listening to Systematic, you should. I pulled off having, uh, I think five in a row, five women in a row. Hell yeah! And. Uh, there's going to be one white guy in between. No offense. He's he'll be interesting. Um, and then we're going back to like trans and female guests. Not intentional. I, love I wasn't. It. it wasn't like a no, a, no. A, an affirmative action kind of thing. I just have been really pleased with the uh, the gender imbalance lately. It's been awesome. No, and I think that's totally fair. And honestly, like I like that. I it, uh, that makes it work even better when it hasn't been like a like an intentional thing. It's just been how it's happened, which is yeah. great. Yeah. So to everyone who's been like uh, systematic falls victim to the same problem as the tech industry, and there's not enough women. Fuck off. I got this. 
No, you got this. You're awesome. (laughs) You're awesome. You're awesome. And so I would also, so that's good. And I would say, um, yeah. Um, so listen to systematic and honestly, uh, if, if bread comp doesn't work out, we could just make it systematic comp. Like that works too. See, so all be uh, honestly overtired comp guests. would be more fun. That would be the most fun. Well, we'll have a, we'll have a session. Oh my God. I'll have, I'll and, have a session. and instead of uh, last time it was at dub dub the, they had, um, who was, oh, modest mouse played. Yeah. We could totally see if we could get at least at the, at minimum, like a Taylor Swift cover. I was going to say, we totally get a Taylor Swift cover band and that, that would be amazing. (laughs) Or we have somebody cosplaying as Taylor Swift. Like we have one of those things happening. Oh, we should 100% do cosplay through the whole thing. I 1000%. Did you know I went to, that went to like the Chicago comic-con, the big one. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a whole nother show. All right. That's a whole nother show. All right. Well, we're going to do this next week. Yes. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, as soon as we get off the phone, we're gonna, I'm going to look at my schedule. We're going to find a time, but we'll definitely do it next week. And um, until then, happy birthday, Brett. Thank you. And uh, get some sleep. You too, Christina. The system is going down low.